last time we looked at uh, the pair Jacob and we looked also at Esau. So today we are going to go back where it all began and we are, all, we are going to be looking at the pair, the first Adam and the last Adam. We are looking at the first Adam and the last Adam. Turn with me please to the book of Romans chapter number 5. And if you're writing, I also want you to write 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Romans chapter number 5. Romans chapter number 5. And you can also write 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. By the way, grace is not just a subject. Grace is a person. Whenever we are talking about the grace of God, it's not just a subject that we are talking about, but it is a person. And today we are going to see and to learn together who this person is who is called grace. I always say denying the message of his grace is denying the Christ himself because without him there is no grace so whenever we are talking about the grace of God we are not talking about theories we are not just talking about a message but we are talking about Jesus the Christ himself so today we are going to compare the two the first Adam and the last Adam the first Adam and the last Adam if you go to the book of Genesis, chapter number 1, from verse 26, the Bible says, God said, let us make men in our own image and after our own likeness, and let us give him dominion to rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the beasts of the field, and everything that creepeth upon the face of the earth. And then God made man in his own image and after his own likeness. Now, on chapter number three, we see the man who was created in the image of God and after the likeness of God, he fell into sin. And when he fell into sin now, you will see, as we're going to, you know, just carry on with the message, that the likeness and the image that he then transferred to his offspring was the fallen or the corrupted, the corrupted seed that he transferred from himself to the other people. Now, are you there? Romans chapter number 5. Okay, let, let's start with 1 uh, Corinthians chapter number 15 verse 45. Can I have that up please? 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 verse 45 Daroda kerebesaya orambaria karosha bibibia tosa oramba kolarudbia sata verekoromosha bibia tase We thank you for your grace in this place and we thank you for the action of your spirit Thank you Lord for your word that will come forth with great power and authority to change and to transform 
the way we see things and the way we, we think. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. And thank you, Lord, for your beauty in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you there? Verse 45. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, an individual personality. The last Adam, who is the Christ, became the life-giving spirit. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul, and the last Adam was meant a quickening spirit, a life-giving spirit. So we see there is the first Adam and there is the last Adam. So if you're writing your notes, there is the first Adam and there is the last Adam. There is the first Adam and we have the last Adam. And I want you also to take note that under the first Adam, he was made a living soul or a living being. He was made a living being. The first Adam was made a living being. And then the second or the last Adam rather, he was made the quickening spirit. The last Adam was made the quickening spirit or the life-giving spirit. The first one was a living being, but the last one is the quickening or the life-giving spirit. And now if you go to verse 46, verse 46, the Bible says, how be it that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first Adam, the first Adam was natural. The first Adam was natural. Can you fix this, please? The first Adam was natural, and the last Adam, who is the Christ, the Bible says he was made spiritual. He was, or he is spiritual. Let's put it that way. He is spiritual. So you have the natural, versus the spiritual. You have a living being versus the life-giving spirit. You have the first and you have the last Adam. Are you getting this? So everyone who is born by the last Adam, he is natural and not spiritual. And the moment that one is born by the Spirit of God, and one is born again. The Bible now ceases to see you as natural. It begins to see you as spiritual because what has produced you is spiritual. So those who are produced only by the first Adam, they are natural. What they see is natural. The way they deal with matters is natural. They have natural restrictions because they have been born by the natural. And the natural has an end, but the spiritual does not have an end. 
So when one is born again, he is born by the Spirit of God. And because you are born by the Spirit of God, there is no natural law that can stop you. There is no natural law that can limit you because what gives birth to you is spiritual and not natural. So the moment that you are born again, you join the family of the spirits. While we look not at the things which are seen, because the things that are seen, they are temporary. But the things that are not seen are eternal. So the eyes that we used to see when we are born again, they are not natural, they have to be spiritual. And when we look at the spiritual, and we look with the spiritual eyes, we are looking at the spiritual, and we are looking with the spiritual eyes. I, I want you to see this. You are looking at the spiritual, and you are using the spiritual eyes, and you are living in the spiritual, and you are also living in the natural. Remember, the spiritual is more real than the natural. So what is happening is you are bringing the reality of the spiritual realm into the physical realm. Hmm? Ah, you didn't, you didn't get it. You are bringing the realities of the spiritual realm into the natural realm. And the natural realm does not have a choice but to bow down to the greater power, which is the spiritual. So, here it's saying, the first Adam was natural, but the last Adam, spiritual. Right? The first one, natural, the last one, spiritual. Go to verse 47, please. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from where? From heaven. Are you seeing this? Right? So the origin, the origin of the first man was earthly. Right? But the origin of the last Adam, the Bible says heavenly, spiritual. It's no longer natural. It's now what? Heavenly. Hmm? It's no longer natural. It is now what? Heavenly. Now, if the origin of the second or the last Adam, the second man, is heavenly, and you are born by him. Right? You are born by him. What it means also is that you are from heaven. Right? Are you following? You are from heaven. I want you to just follow me as we go. Now, the first Adam was a creature. He was a created being. The first Adam was a created being. But the last Adam is 
the creator he is not a created being he is a creator the first one i want you to see the difference between these two because when you have an understanding can i have the other microphone please when you have an understanding of these two when you have an understanding of these two it changes the way you perceive and you see yourself right so the last one is not just spiritual the last one is from heaven he is not just from heaven the last one is the creator himself okay now Romans chapter number 5 Romans chapter number 5 Right let's go to verse number 12 Romans chapter 5 verse 12 Wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin and so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned The first Adam brought what into the world sin into the world The first Adam brought sin into the world. Wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. So death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Romans chapter 3 verse 23. Romans chapter 3 verse 23. The Bible says all have sinned. and they have fallen short of the glory of God. Now, if the Bible is saying all have sinned, yet you were not there in the garden when he fell. How did you fall? How did you sin when you were not there? You were physically not there. But yet the Bible says it was because of one man that all have sinned it was because of one man's decision that all of us attempted or attempted sinners because of one man one man minus your action made you a sinner <laughs> one man minus your action minus your goodness minus anything that you can think of it made you a sinner why because adam was not adam adam was a head and a representative of the human race so when god created adam god placed everyone in one man by the name adam So the decision of Adam was considered the decision of everyone else. Ah, uh, 
we choose members of parliament, right? We vote them into power. They go to represent us. When they are voting, they are voting representing you. So if they want to pass anything, if they raise their hand, they are saying, from my constituents, I'm not doing this in my own capacity, but I have got people that I'm representing. And because I'm representing people, the decision that you will see me giving in this place, it's not my own, it's everyone's decision. You were not there, but you were present. You were not there, but you were there. When the first sin took place, you sinned. You are the person who sinned in Genesis chapter 3. It's you. Next time when you are reading and say Adam fell, Adam, if Adam, no, 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 you were the Adam, you, you are the one who sinned. So every time you see Adam, see yourself because it was because of his one act. Are, are you hearing? The first Adam made a decision that caused all of us to be labeled sinners. How is that possible? How, how, how is that possible? Now let's look at a few uh, scriptures. Go to Genesis chapter number 5. We're going to do a lot of reading today. Genesis chapter number 5. How many people believe that we were in Adam and we sinned with him? How many people know that that's true? Well, even if you don't believe it, it happened. Now, let, let's go. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man in the likeness of God, made he him. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name. Two of them, he called their name. Not Adam and Eve. He called their name Adam. Is it, is it in your Bible? He created male and female. And he called their name Adam, not Adam and Eve. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Who gave Eve the name Eve? Huh? <laughs> it was Adam. Yeah. When God created male and female, he called them who? Adam. I don't want to get excited. So when God is looking at mankind, it's either you are an Adam or you are a Christ. It's either you are an Adam or you are a Christ. It's either you are fallen in Adam 
and you are righteous in Christ. Because when he is looking at us, he is seeing, is it Adam or is it Christ? Let, let's not get there for now. He called their name Adam in the day they were created. Can you go verse 3 please? And Adam lived in 130 years and beget a son in his own. Remember he had fallen on chapter number 3. Now he is having a child now on chapter number 5. And now he begets a son. And he, in his own, not in, his, in God's likeness, in his own likeness, in Adam's likeness, yes. it was now a corrupted seed yes. that went to reproduce. And what the corrupted seed was reproducing, it was reproducing the corruption. Right? After his image and called his name Seth. Go to Psalms chapter number 51. You were there. When it all happened in that garden, you were there. You were there, and I was there when we were, when we were given the command not to eat of that tree. We were there. We were the ones who were fellowshipping with God in the cool of the day. It was, it was you and me. We were there. Every single day, he was coming in the cool of the day to fellowship with you and me, Adam. In your absence, you were present. In your absence, you were present. Right? So, this man is crying and all that. Verse number five, please. He says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. I was brought forth in iniquity. I was brought forth in iniquity. And in sin, my mother conceived me. What David was simply saying is that I was a sinner from birth. So please, when you are dealing with me, know that you are dealing with one who was a sinner from birth. And it's the sin that was imputed on me because of one act that one man caring all of us Man. did. That was an act of disobedience. Right. Now, this is how it works now. Go to the book of Hebrews, please. Chapter number 7, verse 4 to 10. Hebrews chapter number 7, verse 4 to 10. Thank you, Lord. Uh, can I have about four men or four people. You, you can stand here. Two. Are you there? Now consider how great this man was. 
This is Mebzedek. Unto whom even Abraham the patriarch, or the patriarch Abraham, gave the tenth of his spoils. Right? And verily, they that are of the sons of Levi, who receive the office of the priesthood, have a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law, that is of their brethren, though they come out of the loins of Abraham. Can you go on? But he whose descent is not counted from their received tithe of Abraham and blessed him that had promises. Uh -huh. And without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. And he a man that die received tithe, but there he received them, of whom it is witnessed that he liveth. Verse 9, please. Uh, check, no, fix your eyes to the projector screen now. And as I may so say, Levi also, who received tithe, paid tithe in Abraham. Uh -huh. 10. For he was yet in the loins of his father when Mechzedek met him. If you are seeing where you are going, where we are going, you can clap your hands. If you, if you, if, if you see it. Now look at this now. Here is Abraham. This is Abraham. That's right. <laughs> and you find from Abraham, we have got Ishmael. But Ishmael is there and other children. But this is Isaac. And then from Isaac, we have got the Esau's and other people, but this one is Jacob. Then Jacob has 12 sons. And one of the sons is Levi, the priest. And then he gives birth to Aaron and other people. That's the house of priests. That qualified to receive tithe. Now, the writer of Hebrews now says, look, this guy who is receiving tithe, I want you to know that he also gave tithe. Yes. Uh -huh. How can you say a man maybe in the fourth generation, he, he paid tithe to Melchizedek? Where was he? Maybe if he had said, if he had said Isaac, it was going to be closer. But he doesn't say Isaac. He says, Levi was where? In the loins. Levi was in the loins of Abraham, which means in the loins of Abraham there was Isaac. There was Isaac, there was Jacob, and there was Levi. And when they were paying tithe, this one, although he was not physically present, he paid tithe. In the same way, although you were not physically there, but you were in the loins 
of Adam. And because of the same principle, the Bible calls you a sinner. Because you were in the loins of the one who sinned. Right, thank you. So now, if being in the loins of Adam makes me a sinner, how much more? Look, the church today does not doubt the power of sin. Ah, the church today does not doubt that we were born in iniquity. In the prayers of the saints, everyone is saying, I was born a sinner. The church does not have a problem identifying with the first Adam. But when you introduce the last Adam, so today we are going to see what is more powerful, what the first Adam did or what the last Adam did. We want to see whether sin has more power over righteousness. We also want to see whether the creator is less powerful than the created. And from this meeting, my desire is that by the time you leave this place, you are so confident of the new order Romans chapter number 5. Are you ready for Romans chapter 5? I personally believe it's it's the most powerful chapter in the whole Bible. Well, it's my favorite. Are you there? Let's start verse, verse number 12. Therefore, a sin came into the world through one man, and death as a result of sin. So death spread to all men. It spread to all men. No one being able to stop it or to escape its power because all men sinned. This is the Amplified Version. To be sure, sin was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not charged to man's account where there is no law to transgress. Yet death held sway from Adam to Moses, the lawgiver, even over those who did not themselves transgress a positive command. The one who was to come in reverse the former destructive, the latter serving. Verse 15. 
that God's free gift, check that out. 15. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, many be dead, much more. He's, com he's comparing here. He's giving contrasts and comparisons. And he's saying, For if through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace which is by one man Jesus Christ there are only two men in the world the Bible says there was the first Adam and the last Adam and the first man and the Bible calls the other the second man. Jesus is the second man. Amen. So now, how about all the millions of people who have lived? The Bible does not speak of those. There are only two, the first one and the second one. Because the first one reproduced after his own kind. And the first one who reproduced after his own kind simply means the kind is the same. So it's one man. The kind is the same. Okay. If I take this, the water, this one, and I have so many bottles of the same, same sticker, same everything. Can we say it's a different brand? Huh? We cannot say it's a different brand. It's the same brand. The water is coming from the same source. It is being packaged in the same package. Same label. It's the same brand. So when we are talking about brands now, you cannot say, how many brands do I have here? Huh? How many brands do I have? One. Why are you saying one when I have two bottles in my hands? He's the same brand. Same source, same everything. So the first man, Adam, is the same brand. And everyone who comes from that source falls under Romans chapter 3 verse 23 all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God that's one man the punishment of that one man is the same it's one man, one sin remember what the Bible then says in the book of John John says behold the land of God that does what? That taketh away not the sins of the world, but it says the sin of the world into one. Because all the other sins are a product of the sin. If the sin is dealt with, the sins are dealt with. That's why what sends people to hell are not sins, is sin. 
sins people to have are not sins, it's sin. One. Alright. Much more the grace of God and the gift by grace which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Let's go on. And not as it was by one that sinned. So is the gift for the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the gift is of many offenses unto justification. 17, please. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. We're just warming up. We're getting there. Amen. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one shall reign in by who is the one and who is Jesus the last Adam and who is he the second man so it's either you are in the line of the first man or you are in the line of the second man Do you know that sin should never be a problem to a believer? You know why? Because when Jesus hung on the cross, he forgave your past, present, and future. <laughs> what a payment. The payment, he, he was like, okay, I know he's going to sin again. I've died for his sins, but I know him. You, you see that sin again. But don't worry, I've made payment also for his future sins. So his present, his past, and his future sins, I have already dealt with them. Huh? As long as he, he is in this one who is the second man, the last Adam, he should never be worried about sin a day in his life. Sin is not a factor anymore. That's why the Bible says, we were once, Romans chapter number 6, we were once slaves to sin. But right now we are not slaves to sin. No, we are now slaves to righteousness. Because righteousness is the family we belong to. So sin is not the issue anymore. We are slaves to righteousness. So now, if a preacher is preaching in a church like this, I don't have to preach sin. Because it's another master. I don't tell you what another master does because that's not your master. I tell you about your master who is righteousness. Who is Jesus. When you know your master, you will live according to your master because you now know your master. 
can you train me in the ways of the other master if I'm not his servant and slave? If I know all he does, how will he help me? Because I don't belong there anymore. Let's go on. 18, please. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of how many? By the righteousness of how many? It's not the righteousness of you plus him. Amen. Anyway, how come you want to help him in righteousness when you did not help him in sin, Adam? If you did not participate actively in your falling, how come you want to participate actively in your rising? Here the Bible is not even talking about you. He's talking about one. Uh, we are reading Bible here. Yes. I took time to explain how sin ended. And how others sinned when they were not present. I also want to let you know. You were made righteous when you were not present. More than 2,000 years ago. He hung on the cross. And he said, if he is going to believe in me. That's why in the book of John chapter 6, the Bible says, the work of God is to believe. When you believe in him, you have stepped in. You are now of the order of the second man. And it's not the second man and you. Uh-uh. Is the second man because you are the body, he is the head, and you are in the second man in whom you have redemption, in whom you have forgiveness of sins, in whom. So your sin was in your position, and your righteousness is also in your position. First Corinthians chapter 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. We have made the work of the last Adam so cheap to the extent that we want to help it with our own works in order for us to get to heaven when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all See Jesus, we'll sing it. Huh? 21, please, 21. <laughs> Language has to change. Yes. Go to someone who is not a believer right now out there. They'll tell you I'm a sinner. What else do you expect me to do? You come into the church. The church is still calling themselves sinners as well. After this one, 
this one man. It's like the last Adam, the, the first Adam is just pulling you. For he had made him to be seen for us. Huh? Who do know sin? That we might be made the righteousness of God by our works. That we may be made the righteousness of God by our efforts. But that we may be made the righteousness of God because of our position in Him. Yes, yes, yes. Someone is asking, Pastor, it sounds like when you're preaching like this, you are preaching a doctrine, they call it once saved, always saved. Are you not preaching this? I'm not preaching that, but I'm almost there. Amen. <laughs> That's not what I'm preaching. I don't believe in that. Can a person lose their salvation? Yes. But not because you have lied. You lose your salvation because of one sin. Yes. Rejecting Jesus. the second yes. man. Amen. Because the second man is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one goes to the Father except through him. Rejecting him is rejecting salvation. in place where you tell lie today deleted from the book of life tomorrow you repent he writes you back in he's too busy to be doing that okay it's the same thing here this is the contrast in Romans chapter number 5. Alright. If you are not born again and you do acts of righteousness, are you saved? Everyone here believes it's a no. Everyone believes it's a no. If you give your body to be burned, if you, 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 you donate money to the church, to many orphanages and all that, we believe that if you do all those things, they will not get you saved. You still go to hell. Because we know that it is not what you do. It is believing in Jesus. But now let's take the same thing and put it the other side. What makes you think that one act of death or two or three will send you to hell? There is only one act that will send people to hell. Rejecting the ultimate sacrifice. You know, the disadvantage with sin of sin is that sin gives access to the enemy to torment you while you are here. If you go around and say, Oh, Pastor, I was saying you can live anyhow, you go and prostitute, you come with HIV, you die early. Heaven you will go. 
but dying will die quickly. Why? Because you have lived recklessly. Ah, okay. Go with me to the Old Testament. I want a verse that will, that will help you see what we are talking about here. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. I am of the order of the last Adam, the second man. It says, For the righteous falls seven times and rises again. They did not change the name because of the act. They did not say the sinner falls seven times. They say it's the righteous who falls. They did not say oh, automatically now it's now a sinner because he has fallen. No. The righteous falls. How many times? And what happens? What makes him to rise up again is because he is righteous. He cannot stay in mud and feel good. Every time one stays in sin and feel good, it simply means they were not born again in the very first place. Because no one who has been born again can enjoy sin. It's impossible. Amen. So if you find people who say, ah, no, these days they are preaching grace, we can live anyhow. <laughs> now what it simply means is that you, you were still living anyhow before we introduced grace to you. <laughs> That's how you were living. You did not start living recklessly because we preached. You were living in that in the same way. Because, oh, okay. What happens, my wife, if you step in mud now? It's raining outside. What happens? Dust, right? Why? Because you are clean. You are clean. We say the man who is clean has got something on his pants. It would be foolishness for me to come and she has got to stay in here and say, you are dirty. You don't bath. Ah. I'll say, honey, dust. Oh, okay. Why do I say that? <laughs> but now, you find there are others who, they get in one, you find them rolling. 
rolling in the mud. And they're saying, ah, these days they're preaching grace. They are rolling in the mud. Seven. It says, if you being evil know how to give give good gifts to your children, how much more? Huh? Do you know there are people who behave as if they love more than he loves? who is in heaven. Look at the way you treat your children. And you say, if I can love them to this extent, how much more him? How much more? I think there, you know, Christ is the groom and the church is the bride. If you know how to take care of your wife, how much more Christ his church. Will he not do a better job? So, maybe you lied before you came here. It doesn't change your status. I want to declare that you are a righteous man who just lied. You are a righteous man who lied. You are a righteous man who gossiped. Because if doing good does not make you born again, I'm speaking to you now. Others are fighting it hard. They'll be saying, ah, pastor, it's not that simple. No, it's easy. Matthew 11, he said, my yoke. Let's compare these things. Some of us, the day that we became born again, our life became miserable. Our lives miserable from that day onwards until today. You are now living a confused life. Which confusion? You don't know whether if you die today you go to heaven or not. You don't know whether you are saved or not. You're not quite sure. Every preacher just comes and confuses your position. After leaving a service, you don't know whether you are still born again. And so you look at yourself and say, mm. The only way, men of God, that you and me will be guaranteed of heaven through the way people.
people preach it's for you to be born again now i chop your head now the moment you say i receive you as my personal savior i kill you you go to heaven that that will be a guarantee to heaven as long as you are going to go to bed to your life you talk a bit already remember there are no small sins with god there are no small sins sin is sin you go to bed and you talk to your wife already you are back again to hell so it's like believers Heaven, hell, heaven, hell, heaven, hell, heaven, hell, heaven, hell, 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 During that time when you are angry, it's still hell, hell, hell. Yes. And if you get involved in an accident at that time, finished. I'm about to finish now. Especially those who introduce themselves before God every time with their sins, on your way to Monday prayer. You are involved in an accident. You are finished because they have not yet given you time to confess and to pour out. What the last Adam did? It was not a temporary job. Right now, he is seated at the right hand of the Father because he finished. He paid the ultimate price. The present, the past, the future, sins, all of them, he paid. And he says, my children, don't bother yourself anymore with sin. Because I've dealt with it for you. You are now made the righteousness of God in Christ. Don't see yourself as a sinner. Because the moment you see yourself as a sinner, you have robbed yourself of the power to rise up again. But when you see yourself as the righteous, you will say, this is not the place to be. Because righteous people, they do not sin. Righteous people do not lie. Righteous people do not steal. We are not doing it because we want to get to righteousness. We are doing it because it's a nature. The first Adam gave us a nature of sin. The second man and the last Adam, he has given us a nature of righteousness. A nature of righteousness. Why? Because we are no longer earthly, we are heavenly.
Kama na natural we are spiritual. And this is our confidence. And our faith that overcomes the world.